Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's going on? Jermaine Johnson, tune in to Turn On The Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune into the Turn On The Jets podcast. everybody welcome back to the turn of the jets podcast i'm your host will parkinson at will paul 11 on twitter instagram and tiktok patriots week no better person to have on mark schofield sb nation anything pats quarterbacks uh best person to talk to mark how are we doing today uh, i'm doing well well uh great to be back with you we were just talking um your brother plays at amherst who plays wesleyan university uh, so it's a game near and dear to both of our hearts it's gonna be a big one <laughs> Um, out in Western Massachusetts this weekend, but excited to be here because we got a big game to talk about. Obviously, Jets Pats, um, a little bit different circumstances than I think many thought we would see coming into this game, but uh, it's going to make it all the more excited. So I'm excited to dive in, buddy. I know I'm. Uh, I might you already played at Trinity, got to talk shit to me all all weekend. You know, my brother's team lost, so I'm hoping yep. um, I don't have the same situation happen. So no pressure, Charlie, if you listen to this before tomorrow morning. <laughs> Um, but obviously like Jets five and two, 12, 12 in a row, 20, the last 22, all of those being, none of those even being in regular, you know, the not winning and the Jets haven't been the Patriots in a non overtime game. And since that playoff game, so everyone can, <laughs> that's one part. Um, it's, it's New York, Boston, Jets, yep. Patriots. That's another part. And then there's last year, which, um, what was it? 75 to 19 or 79 to or set now 79 to 19, whatever it was in total, obviously Zach will the Zach Wilson hit Belichick running it up. There's a million different yeah. angles here. So we can we'll tackle all that. Um, but I'm going to, I want to start with the quarterbacks first and I want to talk, then we can talk more like broader uh, scope and what we think is going to happen. Let's start with Mac Jones because the Patriots quarterback situation, as everyone knows, has been um, felt like Mac Jones, the guy going forward, you know, obviously had a much stronger first half than second half last year, but you know, was a pro bowler and, and showed some signs last year as the best of the class. Starts off the year, doesn't look good, frankly. The Ravens game's a mess, then gets hurt. They play the Lions and Browns, who aren't very good. They beat them, Bailey Zappi. Oh, this is exciting. I'm just kind of recapping here. Mac Jones comes back. Probably could have sat him last week. Probably would have been what I would have done and then just started him against the Jets, but whatever. They start him, plays two or three drives, throws a pick, and then gets benched. Um, Patriots get smoked. Now Max a starter again. I guess two questions. One, what the hell is going on? And B, um, why did like what like this is very unbelichick, it feels like being indecisive, unless he's been this has been the plan, but 
even we go back 20 years with Brady and, and, uh, and Bledsoe the whole time Brady was never coming out. You know what I mean? Like it, it didn't, he felt like he was decisive then. This is, this is weird. Um, yeah. Going into this game. Yeah. I mean, first question, what the hell is going on? Will I have absolutely no idea. Um, it has been a very strange off season training camp start to the season in new England. I mean, you had all the offensive changes, different offensive emphasis, outside zone, wide zone, all that stuff. All the questions about who's calling plays, Matt, Patricia, Joe judge. Are these really the two best options to call plays for a second year quarterback and to put a second year quarterback in Mac Jones, who, like you said, at times last year looked like, okay, he's the guy, but the question with Mac Jones was always, all right. Wasn't that wasn't last year the Mac Jones argument sort of in a nutshell, which was he's NFL ready, he's pro ready, he'll come in, he'll take care of the football, he's not going to make a ton of mistakes. I had so many te- people, you know, with other teams, even in New England, say, yeah, let's see what it's like in three years, right? Like, but and here we are in year two, and it hasn't been great. Like you, you mentioned that Baltimore game, and for like two plus quarters in that game you were like all right it's starting to click right like he's making some good throws he's challenging some tighter windows and then the wheels fell off because he threw two picks two pretty disastrous picks one in the end zone and then he gets hurt in the final pick you know final play of the game you know with a high ankle sprain and now whether it was indecisiveness whether it was the plan I mean it seemed like this was the plan right because you know, right before that game kicked off, Adam Schefter tweets out, don't be surprised if both quarterbacks play. That had to come from somewhere. And so clearly there was an idea that, like, we're going to play both of these guys. Maybe the thought process was we want Mac to get a drive or two in just to test out that high ankle sprain to see where it goes. And then we're going to make the switch to Zappy at some point. And the, again, he throws a pick. Wheels seem to be coming off. So they make the switch. They get down early. You get a little bit of energy with Zappy coming into the game. And then Chicago blows them out. So, where do we go from here? You know, they've named him the starter, obviously, for this Jets game. But does Belichick have a hook? Does he have a quick hook? Does, you know, if he goes, you know, 0 for 3 on his first two possessions and throws a pick, do we see Bailey Zappi? Or is Jones just going to be the guy going forward? That's the thing I'm most curious about, Will, is how they handle it now. What's done is done. Like, it seems very un-Belichick-like to not be decisive, to sort of be wavering on things. Uh, but does that continue or do they just say, look, we're we swimming or sinking with, with Mac Jones now? That's what I'm curious to see. Yeah, look, I think obviously everyone's favorite player and the Jets almost kind of went through this a little bit the last two years. But everyone's favorite player, every fan's favorite player is the backup quarterback. Everyone yeah. knows this. I know it's a stupid saying, but it happens every year and it's the same, it's the same thing. I get all that. I watch ba- me and you both watch Bailey Zappi in person uh, yeah. at the Senior Bowl. Um, without being harsh, I was not very impressed. Um, again, I wasn't very impressed with a lot of this, this class, so it's not really that, uh, yeah. not, it's not really a crazy statement to make. Again, I, I think he's a guy that has potential to be a nice backup in this league. I think if you're the Patriots, you did take Mac Jones in the first round. Yes, you play the best guy to give you a chance to win and all that stuff, but this is such a crucial three games. And I just, as much as Mac gets a lot of flack, and I'm sure I've given him enough myself, there's no way you go into stretch where you probably have to win at least two out of three of Jets, Colts, Jets, or, you know, for the Jets' sake, vice versa, obviously. Um, I just – you have to go in with Mac in these games. And he can't turn the football over. That's the biggest thing to me that's a a huge problem right now. And I guess, you know, obviously it's one – it's ballooned by one game. You know, obviously, you know, the three-interception game, that's – this stuff's going to happen. But two touchdowns, six interceptions, and and three-and-a-half starts is is just not going to cut it. And – it's the, it's kind of the antics with Mac that is starting, I think, nationally get people like 
the sliding and kicking slide, people. Yeah. It's like last year, the Brian Burns thing was obvious and I get it. People wanted to kind of give him a break. He's a rookie, whatever, you know, he's playing hard. I didn't really see it that way, but again, it's one incident. You let it go. Um, you can't, this can't keep being a thing because you turn to Grayson Allen and you already play for the Patriots. So you're already going to get that. <laughs> it's like two yeah. pretty big strikes yeah. against you. Right. Grayson Allen tripping people on Duke is different than Grayson Allen on, you know, on Clemson or basketball, right. whatever, where people don't care. Um, why do you think Mac's been like so turnover prone? Is it just that he's, he's trying to be something he's not, or is it he's, it's just, you know, unfortunate picks kind of happen in the NFL. I look at the Baltimore game. And I think, in the first, like I said, two and a half quarters of that game or so, he's really started to click with Devontae Parker. And that's been like the one shining spotlight of this passing game so far is Jones and Parker seem to have sort of gotten on the same page relatively quickly, which is going to be huge for this offense at some point. You know, last year it was Mac Jones and Hunter Henry. Now he's got both Henry and Devontae Parker, who he trusts. But in that Baltimore game, he was feeding Parker and they were clicking back shoulder throws, whole shots. And it's like, he looked to him one too many times. Like he's got him on the, on a dig Patrick Queens right in the throwing lane, throws a pick. And then that end zone interception, it's just, it seemed like for whatever reason, he locked on to Devonte pre-snap was like, this is where I'm going with the football and threw it anyway. Um, so I think that's part of it. I also think that, look, a lot of the questions and criticism and concern about Mac Jones, even into this season before it began was, all right, yeah, like we sort of talked about, last year was nice, but can he take that next step? And one of the things he has to do is throw more velocity, challenge some tighter throwing windows, push the ball downfield a little bit. And it might be like you sort of alluded to him trying to do something that he's not quite there yet. You know, he doesn't have the arm that certainly Josh Allen has or some of the other elite quarterbacks. He doesn't have Mac Wilson's arm. And so him trying to challenge tighter windows, he's got to be ahead with everything so much with his mind right now. And if he isn't, that leads to mistakes. That leads to interception. And so I think, you know, forcing some throws to Parker is one thing. Trying to push the ball downfield is another. And so you're getting these things coming together. You see the interceptions. You see the turnovers. And, you know, to flip it to Bailey Zappi for a second, you know, I know he had some turnovers Monday night, but that was one of the pro Zappi arguments. It was like you said, he's going to be a good backup spot starter. He's accurate. He makes good decisions. He's not going to turn the football over. Belichick, the Patriots as an organization have placed a premium on not making mistakes with the football, especially when you've got a defense that Monday night aside can get after the quarterback, can do some things, can get you some short fields. Turnovers are not what you want to see. And you got one quarterback that's turning the ball over at pretty high rate. It leads to some questions. So let's, I guess we kind of cover the Patriots side. Let's go, let's flip to the Jets side. Another guy, obviously in the class, these two are going to be pitted against each other forever because they're in the same division, they were played for rivals, same class, whole nine yards. They're pretty polar opposite in terms of personality, in terms of appearance, in terms of background, like everything's different. Um, Zach's season's been really weird. Uh, I feel like, I've said this before, you go through the Pittsburgh game, you saw the highs and lows of Zach. You could kind of, looking back at it, like, you know, his first interception, which looked awful, Elijah Moore quit on the route. You know, it's a stupid throw, but again, solid the reasoning was like we want to lap them so dumb but I get it Another dropped interception um first game back in you know seven weeks whatever but the fourth quarter was incredible like that's all you want 10 to 12 yep. 150 yards two touchdowns basically game-winning drives and in, in Heinz Field and you know for the Jets it's been a house of horrors which is most places have thought the Miami game was kind of the blueprint of what you're going to see this year a lot of 
getting ball to the backs, deep outs, some tight end stuff, RPO stuff looked good. I mean, guy gets tackled at the one yard line twice. Like I'm not going to worry about the touchdowns in that game. Right. Green Bay game and the Denver game, they kind of went with the identity of we're just going to keep punching in the mouth over and over and over again. And I want to caveat with, I understand it's really impressive that Zach's been able to kind of get at elude and get out of a lot of sacks. I'm not, this is not hating on him for that part of it. It's obviously been a huge addition to them in all four games. They started with Joe Flacco. It's a statue, any type of blitzing you're done, but the clean pocket versus pressured numbers are the craziest thing I've ever seen. I, I literally have, I mean, I'm only 20 years old. I've never seen anything like this. And B, it feels like he's looking in the right spot and knows what to do with the football. It has all the talent in the world, but the footwork and his base and the bailing out of clean pockets at times is getting really frustrating regardless of opponent. Am I being too harsh here? Cause I still like Zach. I believe in him, but there's some things that are starting to bother me a little bit. Yeah. And you know, I wrote about Zach this week because obviously he's been a huge uh, topic of discussion. And what I thought was really interesting was, and I particularly look focused on the first three games because, you know, I think Denver was a little different because he was getting pressured a lot. And there were some moments where he had to bail quickly, but those first three games that I looked at, what was re- what really sort of stood out to me was, yes, there are moments where he's got a clean pocket and an opportunity to throw the football, and he doesn't, and it doesn't come out right away, and then he ends up getting pressured as a result, so he's sort of creating pressure. But his eyes were right. And for me to see that makes me think that this is going to get worked out, that he's going to fix this. Because, like, for example, against Miami, he had a moment where they're down in the red zone. They've got, like, a spot concept to the right. They dropped to cover two, so he's looking at the corner route first to the right side, and it's covered. So he's like, all right, I get up, get your eyes to the middle of the field. He's got more on a post, and it's there, and he waits. And he takes that extra sort of half second to full second to sort of see it. Then you get pressure off the edge. He has to climb. More runs out of real estate. The throw is late, and he can't complete it. So his eyes are right. And for me, seeing a young quarterback, that's half the battle right there. Because a lot of young quarterbacks, the eyes are slow. The eyes are late. The eyes aren't getting to where they need to be. He seems to be getting his eyes to where they need to be for the most part. It's just that next step. Like step one, get your eyes right. He's got that. Step two, then get the ball out. That's where the disconnect is. He's just going to sort of trust your arm, man. Like You're an extremely talented quarterback. And so I think I also got to remember, that was his 17th start. So he's just sort of finishing his rookie season. Now he's sort of into year two. Um, It takes time for young quarterbacks. It takes time. So I think he's eventually going to get there. They're working through some things right now. He's working through some things right now. And he's coming off sort of a knee injury, which could be part of it. Like you, you mentioned the footwork and things like that. That is something he has to clean up. It's something he went through last year. I remember against Denver, he was ahead of things so much with his feet that it just wasn't clicking for him. He came back and sort of, tightened that up a little bit so we got better as the season went along maybe we something similar I you mentioned the pressure versus up clean pocket stuff and those numbers are just like he was what a 1.7 yards per attempt when pressure this year I think like it's, it's, it's I think it's he's like 53 or seven this is off the top of my head so nobody tagged me and mentioned me that I'm an idiot I think it's like 53 or 70 for like 640 in a touchdown nine and a half yards in attempt or 9.1 and then under pressure and some of the pressure is self-induced and some of it's free yep. rushers and things it's like five of 31 for like 64 yards and two picks and yeah you know and, you yeah win. and uh yards per attempt of 1.7 and, and adjusted completion percentage i just pulled it up your numbers are right by the way good job 
Oh, um, thank you. But PFF's adjusted completion percentage of 31.6 when pressured, which is 38th out of 38 qualified passers and just behind Mac Jones. So we're going to see, we could see some ugly quarterback play on Sunday when these guys get pressured because neither of these guys are extremely good at, at facing it right now. But I think Wilson will get there. Um, you know, and I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. What is it has been impressive at moments because, like you said, the athleticism to get out of some of these pressure situations. Because, yes, there are some moments where he invites it or creates it, but there are others where he's got a free runner at him. And if you can get away from that, which he's shown at times, that's a good club to have in the bag for an offense and for a young quarterback. So I think he'll get there. It's just this is what he's working through right now. Step one, get your eyes right. He's got that. Step two, get the ball out when you need to. That's what I want to see from him going forward. Yeah, there's there's a couple of things. You made a good point there. The free rusher thing, a lot of times Zach makes that guy miss, and it's impressive, and that's the stuff you love to see. My issue is instead of – it's like it almost feels like – I'm trying to think the best way to explain this. He'll make a guy miss, and then he'll feel like he needs to make – like he almost starts feeling like there's too many guys around him when they're not there yet, and then yeah. he'll start spinning. And, like, it's – he's done a great job taking care of the football. I know he's got – uh, a couple, he had a couple of throws that, you know, probably could have got intercepted, but, and, you know, he's had some, you know, one that shouldn't have been intercepted. So he's only got two picks in his last or three picks in his last like nine starts or 10 starts, whatever it is. That's great. I'm not, that's yeah. really awesome. It's good for this team. It's kept him in a lot of games. He's getting close to being a 500 quarterback, which is pretty impressive through your first 17 jet starts, but it's the play like happened on Sunday. That was a bad call. I think any Jets fan would admit that was probably a fumble. And that was a huge changing point in the game because, you know, 7-7 seven, seven, seven there, 14-7 is a lot different than punting yeah. um, with the way your defense is playing. Spinning once is great, but then either get down or, like, you got to eat it because yeah. you can't – that stuff can't happen. I think the biggest issue, at least for me, it feels like you know in the first five plays if Zach's got it or not that day. And that's to me, has got it. that's got to be – that's got to start like stop happening. Like the Jets second half adjustments, it's very un-Jets like, but the staff is really good at second half adjustments, running game, passing game. It feels like on the, you know, everything is a plan, which it's nice. They kind of set a lot of stuff up in the first half and try to, you know, 
I don't know how the best way to explain it. They kind of try to set a lot of things up for the second half, which is good. And defensively, they've done the same thing. But the first 15 plays haven't been great for this team all year. And it feels yeah. like that's one area where I'd love to see them kind of take a next step. And it kind of comes down to Zach and a lot of other guys. You know, Garrett Wilson needs to start running the sticks consistently because he's so goddamn good. It's just – or whatever, you know, little things, holdings and all that stuff. But when Zach comes out and, he like, airmails three in a row because he's too hyped up or – misses an easy target in the Green Bay game, and then it's kind of all starts to spiral. That's the thing I think is a young quarterback. You can see the Tampa Bay game is obviously the the pinnacle game, but he got settled in really early, and he was fine. Like, yeah. got to keep happening. The Eagles game was probably his best half he's ever played. The second half, he barely had the ball, so we kind of saw a lot of trash. But out of curiosity, obviously kind of outside looking in, was the Elijah Moore thing confusing for you? Were you not surprised? How'd you kind of take that? Because I know Jets fans were obviously angry. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a little confusing to me. I mean, from the outside looking in. I mean, I, you know, it's hard to get into somebody's mindset. It's hard to get into somebody's frame of mind. You know, maybe part of it is, you know, you see a team draft a receiver early, you know, after the, you've been drafted in the second round, you instantly sort of get your guard up. Part of it might be frustration of usage, you know, and I know there's been talk recently about moving him and Wilson around a little bit, put them in different roles where they might be a little bit more comfortable, try to get both guys sort of on the field and, you know, maximize what they can do at the same time. So, you know, maybe this does get sort of sorted out, but I loved more coming out, you know, and, and more plus what you guys did this offseason was the reason why I was like, yeah, you know, as a Patriots fan, I'm worried about Buffalo, obviously, this year, and I'm worried about Miami this year as well with Tyreek, but the next three or four years, I'm really worried about New York because of everything they've added. seems like, you know, the Jets are obviously five and two ahead of schedule. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's, it was surprising to me to see that sort of go down, you know, I, as somebody that, like I said, was a fan of them coming out and expects him to be a very good NFL wide receiver. I hope he gets sorted out. I mean, if not, and you know, he's looking for a new home, it wouldn't, pain me to see him in sort of red and silver and blue i mean i wouldn't mind seeing that at all get 200 but, um, get 200 targets out of the slot yeah exactly just put him in the slot and just run option routes all day long but no i mean he's a great talent great wide receiver it was confusing me but hopefully it gets sorted out for him yeah i think i think we'll see this week you know between him working in the slot more yeah and just it's gonna you know the jets know there's a it's hard to get cheap good homegrown talent and yeah when you know you have a good player, look, he got, I know we've talked, it's been talked about. I think Tom Pellicero reported or Mike Garofalo. I can't remember if it was a joint report, whatever. He got the highest grade of a character guy of anyone they had coming out of the draft. And, you know, sometimes agents aren't are great and sometimes they're not great for you. And it just feels like yep. one of those who you're surrounded by and who's in your ear all who's the time. Who's giving you advice. Who's giving yeah. you advice. Um, if he was looking to get paid this offseason, I would say I get it. He can't even get paid for like another two offseasons. Right. So it, that's why I think everyone was a little confused. Um, injuries are going to play a factor in this game. Obviously, we know the Jets injuries that are, you know, these guys are out for the year. I don't want to get too much of Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker. It's a sad subject. And, you know, yeah. they're two guys that probably were on pace to be all pro level players this year. They're both 21 and 22 years old. They'll be back. The other, the ones that are, we'll see this week and we'll know obviously today. Corey Davis on the Jets side, I would be surprised if he plays. It feels like a day-to-day that's really a two-week injury, and he'll be back after the bye. Don't quote me on that, but I'm, that's what I feel like. The Patriots ones are big, and I think no yeah. one's really talking about it. David Andrews, is. I would be shocked if he plays. That was a brutal hit, and 
it's a huge advantage for the Jets. Like, I, I don't think anyone's trying to like, – Quinn Williams is playing at a level that's ridiculous already. If he's going to get to go against a backup center and a rookie, as much as I love Cole Strange, friend of the podcast, like, I, that's not a great matchup. Nope. Um, the other two that are also really important, Christian Barmore, we'll see. I feel like he'll end up playing, but I don't know. And then Kyle Duggar is the, is the big one for me. I just yeah. think, for whatever reason, the Jets have never figured out how to, like, handle a Patriots like safety slash linebacker that's kind of doing both they always have huge impacts in the games Patrick Chung back in the day used to do it all the time and the list goes on and on do you think those guys play like what's what's the update there because I think they're pretty important players yeah all three are hugely important players like you said I'd be stunned if Andrews goes I mean that was a big hit you know and in the sort of environment that we're seeing right now with concussions with head injuries like you know, it, it would really surprise me. I, I I would be stunned if he goes. I'd imagine he's out this week. Barmore is going to be interesting. He's been a kind of a big piece of theirs past, you know, season and a half now. I'd be surprised if he goes with a knee. I mean, you know, DNPs the past two days, typically when you see that from New England on a Thursday DNP, like that's never a good sign. The same thing with Duggar, you know, an ankle injury, Thursday DNP, Wednesday DNP. Um, he's been in and out of the lineup anyway. They'll probably have to sort of sit him down. Maybe they try to let him go. You know, we'll probably, like you said, we'll know more. We're doing this on Friday morning. We'll know more Friday afternoon from these guys. But all three guys, I think it's highly, I, I think it's impossible you see all three because Andrews is probably out. And it's highly unlikely you see the other two. And, you know, New England does a lot with multiple safety packages. They trust Kyle Duggar to do a lot of different things. They trust him playing high. They trust him playing low. They trust him playing down in the box underneath. They trust him as that sort of hybrid safety linebacker. And, to not have hemp, that's going to be a loss. They've got Peppers and some other guys that they can get in, but, you know, it's going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue for them. Now, they have Matthew Judon and Dietrich Wise, who have been great off the edge. We saw Judon get pressures and some, you know, more sacks on Monday night too, but they're thin right now at a couple of different spots, and having Duggar and Barmore particularly out on the defensive side is going to hurt them. Yeah, the Judon thing is going to be, look, he's – I think objectively their best player, either side of the ball, the biggest name, best player, whatever you want to call it. The only thing I will say is if you're the Jets, I would run a match you on over and over and over again, yeah. because you got, and I know people always get scared of this. Like, Oh, why would you run an Aaron Donald? Well, for every one play he's going to make the 16, the amount of effort it takes this, the run game is awful for defensive linemen. Yeah. Um, so I would run it. I would run a match you on over and over again, because you can't let him wreck the game. He's the one player. I feel like he's eight and a half sacks through seven games. Like, you know, this, this is not a, you especially know, let's yeah. not forget. We were just talking about Zach Wilson's pressure splits, right? Like if you've got an opportunity to sort of wear Judon down a bit, like run at him, run at him, run at him. So when it's third and seven midway through the third quarter and you need a third down and you got to put it up, He's a little bit winded. He's a little bit worn down. Like, I know we use the sort of body blows, right? Like, talking about running the football and wearing down a defensive line. But you're also wearing down pass rushers. Um, so, I, I think that matters, too. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, no, I think that's been the Jets' kind of MO all year is, like, I know it's cheesy and a lot of people hate it early in the year, but the 60% thing, like, they're the best fourth quarter team in football right now, and it's part of why they've had the success they've had so far. Yeah. Um, want to hit on two other quick things before we kind of get what we think is going to happen Sunday. The bulletin board material thing, Bill never gives anything. Obviously, everyone knows that. I actually think it's really concerning when he starts talking in depth about one of your players. Yeah, I think CJ Mosley's having a really nice year and is still a really good player, but 
I didn't love Bill talking about him for two and a half minutes because that means he's probably saying that's the guy we're going to go at. Yeah. Um, if you, you know, he talked for about Justin Fields for like seven straight minutes. He used to rave about Darnold and Gase and all these, like, that's his way of saying like, these are the guys we've been studying because we want to take advantage. Um, the Jets side, they've, you know, publicly not said a yeah. lot, but Ulbrich's press conference yesterday kind of said all that you need to hear. I've never seen Robert Salas like <laughs> red hot as he was after the game. And he should have been. And the Patriots should have run up the score because the Jets couldn't stop them. And that's, you know, I'm not saying he should have, but like that's Bailey hates the Jets and like no one should have expected any different. Doesn't mean you have to like it, but stop right. him next time. Right. That's the way football works. You know, people used to hate when Cam did the Superman celebration. Well, stop him. Yeah. Um, but the, oh, we know the score. We know how many points they were up, all that stuff. Do you think, do you think the Patriots are going to feel that feel that energy of like, we're going to get the Jets best shot or they're like, we own the Jets. We literally don't care. No, I feel like it's the former that they know that they're going to get the Jets best shot. And look, I'm sure Bill has been in that locker room saying, you know, look where they are. Look where we are. We're coming off a loss to a team that I talked for what a thousand, over a thousand words on how good that bears team was, which like you said, will is kind of the, the indicator that, Oh man, he thinks we've got something here. And they get blown out on Monday night. And like you said, this was their stretch, right? Because you come off the, you know, the, the one in three start, then you've got, you know, Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago. Like those are three games you got to win. And they won two, but they lost one to Chicago on a national night on national audience. And now they're facing a ton of questions. So I'm sure Bill is saying, look, we're down on the mat. They want to knock us out. They want to end our season now. I'm sure that he is in their ears right now. Like they're going to do everything they can after what has happened last year, after what has happened between these two teams for the past decades, they want to end your season and they're going to give it to you, you know? And so I, I think that's the mindset that he's going to put in their minds. Anything else I think would be almost insane. Like this is a team that's five and two. This is a defense that look, sauce Gardner is one of the best corners in the league already. And yes, I'm, I'm in part confirming some priors here, my friend, because I loved him coming out, <laughs> but he looks fantastic. That defense is a problem. And, you know, if, if you go into this game Sunday, you go into that stadium Sunday and you think, oh, it's just the Jets, your season's going to be over. So I'm, yeah. I'm sure that's the mindset Bill's playing with. It's weird because this is my next question of like, what, who's this game matter to more? I think for the Patriots, the season, I know people, Patriots tend to have listened to a bunch of radio in Boston this week just because I like to kind of see the pulse of everything and talk about yeah. it. But everyone's like, season's over if we lose Sunday. I don't necessarily agree. I think the division, which is already probably over for everybody, but it's yeah. it's definitely over for them. Um, if you look at the Patriots, though, next week, the Colts are not very good. They should beat the Colts. Sam El Bill is going to have Sam Ellinger in hell. Um, yeah. And then they have the Jets. They have a bye, right? And then the Jets bye after the, the bye. Jets, yeah. So – I think the Patriots are like, we need to go two and one here minimum. You know, if they lose, if they lose to the Jets on Sunday and then lose again in Foxborough, I think you're going, all right, we're already at seven, six, seven losses here. We're, we're probably cooked. Um, but if you're, you know, five and six or six and five, but the way the AFC has been, it kind of feels like there's five or six good teams and everyone's kind of fighting for seventh. Um, they still have Miami again. So you'll have that tiebreaker, but for the Jets, five and two moment, everything's good. You got a couple body blows with, you know, kind of dick punches with Brees and AVT going yeah. out, but you get James Robinson in here. You probably get another offensive lineman in um, before the deadline, if not anything else. You win here, you're six and two. You got Buffalo coming in for the, somehow it'll be the battle for the number one seed in the AFC, which 
through halfway through the season, which again, I'm not sure that building's already sold out, which is crazy for Jets fans to hear. Then you get the buy, you're at New England, Chicago, and then they have this easy stretch where it's like Detroit, Jacksonville. Jacksonville it's, yeah. it's not a, it's not a, it's pretty favorable for the Jets. I think they have to go forward and they think one, four or five games to make the playoffs probably. I still think they could probably go six and four down the stretch. Is it more important for the Jets because of the history of this rivalry and going, if we get to six and two here, we're feeling really good about the playoffs, or is it more important to the Patriots going three and four, but like we need to, we need all three of these games to kind of reset the season a little bit. I mean, maybe it's my perspective on it, but I feel well, like it's more important for new England, you know, just because like you said, this was the three game stretch. Like, Actually, this was what the, the five game stretch really with Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, the Jets, and Indianapolis, where you got to go four and one. Like, you, you've got to do that. You've got to bank some wins because after the bye, yeah, you get the Jets, then Minnesota, you got two games in Buffalo, you got a game with Miami again, you got a game against Cincinnati that seems to have figured things out, and that's in week 16. So, Chase will probably be back for that one. You got a West Coast win at Arizona, at Las Vegas, which yeah, those teams are struggling, but West Coast wins and things like that, things can happen. You needed to bank some wins. And if you don't, you know, if you're now three and five going into that game against Indianapolis, you get to four and five before the bye. I don't think you're feeling too good. You know, you get, you know, five and four going into the bye. You beat the Jets, you beat Indianapolis. You're probably feeling a little bit better. You get the bye. You get the Jets at home coming out of it. And so you feel a little better where the season is. I mean, for the Jets, look, it's an important game too. I mean, I'm not saying it isn't, you know, because of the history, because of the fact that you're five and two, because of the fact that you got a chance to maybe not finish off the Patriots, but really put a dent into where they're at. That's something you want to take advantage of as well. Also, it's kind of, I think, big for momentum, because like you said, you've had some some tough breaks this week with injuries and to still get up off the mat and win a game in the aftermath of that, I think will be huge. It'll be huge for Zach Wilson. Get a win against Belichick with some of the struggles he's had against Belichick so far in his career. So I think it's big for both teams. I just think, and maybe again, it's my perspective on it. It's bigger for New England. Yeah, I think like win-loss record-wise, which is really all that matters, it's been bigger for right. New England. For the Jets, you've won five out of six. Like if you go to five and three, you go to five and three. You're not you're not dead. Like you, right. you really need to win probably four or five the rest of the year to get in the playoffs. New England's probably got to get six or seven here. So, you know, you, you only have so many opportunities. You don't need to give me a score prediction, but what's your what's your kind of gut feeling Friday? I know we don't know exactly the injuries of a couple of these guys. We'll go first Amherst Wesleyan game. What the score is going to be, and then we'll, okay. go to, we'll go. Then we'll go to Jets Pats. Uh, what we think is going to happen? All right. Well, I mean, I can't come on this show and say that Wesleyan's going to lose. No, 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 no. Look, little three games. They're always they're always tight. Like I mean, little three games. I remember some games playing at Amherst. Like the crowd. It's always a homecoming game. Uh, you know, the crowd's going to be ready to go, you know, walking through the, you know, the parking lot to the locker room. I had a lot of things said about me, which I can't repeat on air. <laughs> uh, but no, the little three games are awesome. And if, if anybody listening to this has not had a chance to go to an, a, you know, an Amherst Williams, Williams Wesleyan, one of these little three games, they're fun. They're a lot of fun to go to. It, it's, it's, you know, good level football too. I mean, I know division three, but it, it's fun. Um, Look, I got to pick Wesleyan. Offense has figured some things out this year. I'm going to say 24-20 Cardinals. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Amherst wins 17 to 10. The Amherst offense is leaving a little bit lacking. Their quarterback is a diehard Patriots fan and floods my mentions. So um, <laughs> I'm sure he'll be. I'm sure he'll be happy to uh, hear I'm picking Amherst. I want. I'll start with the Jets. Pats. I think this one is going to be. Um, 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty to ten Jets here. Very ugly game in terms of the passing game. A lot of running the football. A lot of defensive third down sirens being played over and over yeah. again and and stuff like that. Uh, but I'm gonna go Jets win twenty to ten and go into this Buffalo game feeling like I don't know how we're here, but we're six and two. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think this has like you know rock fight written all over it. Um, I think it could be a little closer. I, I kind of feel like seventeen thirteen kind of game. Um, I do think the Jets win. You know, I, I think they're the better football team right now. Um, obviously that would you talk about listening to Boston Sports Radio now, Will? I mean, oh boy, <laughs> your next week is going to be pretty fun if if this is indeed what happens and the Jets win this one. But you know, I think it'll be kind of an ugly game, like you said. We've talked about both of these quarterbacks and their numbers when pressured this year. Like you're going to see a lot of blitz packages. You're going to see a lot of pressure schemes to try to invite some turnovers. And so it'll probably be ugly. Uh, I do think the Jets win it. I think it's going to be a little bit closer, but yeah, I'm not feeling great as a Pats fan right now. It's going to be uh, Corey Davis is out. Uh, as we're recording this, Elijah Moore is playing. So um, there you I, go. I think the upside of Moore, obviously, Corey Davis is a good player, but um, I think you'd like to see Elijah Moore get in there and get active. Um, make sure you guys are listening to Mark's or checking out all Mark's stuff at SB Nation. Obviously, I've had him on the show before. Um, so it's a great time, obviously. And hopefully, hopefully the quarterback play improves. So the next time we talk, we could talk about some good stuff, not turnovers yeah, and bad footwork. Absolutely. And, terrible clean pot no, terrible pressure numbers um but appreciate you coming on and uh you know good luck to your uh good luck to both your teams this weekend you too buddy <laughs> thank to you see.